Yonder, Chapter 21, Socializing Once they arrived at church, Jim Bob parked behind the fellowship hall and brought the trays of barbecue through the back door of the kitchen. The roid screen door got away from Jim Bob and slammed shut with a loud crack. Dang, boy, you ain't learned nothing since the last time I saw you. Still trying to send me to an early grave with that screen door. The older lady pushed her glasses back from the tip of her nose and turned her face toward Missy. You're beautiful. No, that came from your mama. You can call me sister. Everybody else does. Missy looked with awe and wonder at this small frame woman whose presence seemed to fill the kitchen. She noticed that sister's dark molasses skin seemed to gather at the joints like wrinkled paper. Liquid blue eyes stared back at Missy as if reading her thoughts and penetrating her soul. For someone who appeared to be advanced in age, Sister's posture was perfect, and she moved about the kitchen like a spring chicken. Sister took the tray of barbecue from Missy and slid it into a big silver oven. Once the door was closed, she turned and hugged Missy and squeezed her hard. Don't pay me any attention. My bark's worse than my bite. If it weren't for me and his mama riding him like a bad habit when he was growing up, he'd be in prison right now. How are you doing, Jim Bob? Heard you were the BMAT now. That's big man around town. Not bad for somebody who almost burnt the bridge to Tennessee down one Sunday afternoon. She turned and smiled at Missy. What should I call you, honey? Missy was taken aback by the force of nature that was sister. Sister was always decked out in an apron over a cotton dress that hung loosely over her slight frame, both of which seemed to swallow her. One thing you could be sure of around sister, it was never about her. You make sure and introduce me to that family of yours during the social. Now get out of my hair before I whack you with the spoon. Sister turned back to the biscuits she was making on the big steel work table. Jim Bob led Missy through a set of double doors into the fellowship hall, which was set with tables, chairs, and plastic tablecloths for the social after church. Mary Alice and the rest of the family appeared on the other side of the room, minus Freddie. Lily and Prissy beckoned for Missy to follow them to Sunday school. Jim Bob gave a brief hug to Mary Alice and steered her toward the kitchen. I take it we're not going to Sunday school, Mary Alice looked at him and asked with raised eyebrows. Jim Bob spoke as he led her across the fellowship hall to the kitchen door. She'd never ask for it, but I know Sister will grudgingly accept our help in the kitchen. She's at it by herself and needs the help and the company. Otherwise, she'll disrupt the Sunday school classes talking to herself. He led Mary Alice into the kitchen, hoping to prepare the way for the onslaught he expected from Sister. Sister was busy mixing a bowl of something with a big wooden spoon. He knew the spoon was wooden because she turned it on him like a sword as soon as they locked eyes, and then her eyes shifted, her shoulders relaxed, and her face softened. Lawsy, you must be Mary Alice. Tears formed at the corner of Sister's eyes as she pushed past him to envelop Mary Alice in a bear hug. Lord, thank you for letting me see the answer to my prayer. She's prettier than I thought she would be, but we both know she has to have the patience of Job to be married to you-know-who this long. Mary Alice, I sure could use your help in the kitchen. The social's kind of a potluck, but we're baking the biscuits and cornbread. Jim Bob Trash needs taken to the dumpster. She turned her attention back to Mary Alice. We got a mess of cornbread and biscuits to make. Let's get busy. Jim Bob grabbed the two 55-gallon trash cans brimming with trash and passed through the back door, looking for the dumpster. It was in the same place it was the last time he had taken trash out for Sister so many years ago. Jim Bob opened the trash can lids and dumped the trash, and heard a grunt from the inside of the dumpster. 
Then the proverbial light bulb came on in his head. Possum, what are you doing in the church dumpster? A stranger would think Jim Bob was talking to himself with his low voice and eyes in the direction of the dumpster. One side of the dumpster's split lid raised up enough for a pair of eyes to peer out. Then the lid dropped shut with a metal clank. A quiet voice answered Jim Bob's question. Jim Bob, that you? I fell asleep during the rain last night. Didn't have no umbrella, so I sought refuge here since it was empty. Now it smells like old garbage. Can I stay here till church is over? Please? These last words had the quality of pleading. Jim Bob thought for a minute before answering. Nope. Crawl out of there and I'll walk you around to the gym for a shower and some clean clothes from the clothes closet. Since you use the church's accommodations, you can make it right by attending church with me. Come on, get out of there. Everybody's in Sunday school but us, and nobody will see you. Possum slowly crawled out of the dumpster and followed Jim Bob around the fellowship hall to the gym. Fortunately, the side door was open so they could slip in unnoticed. He got Possum a towel, soap, clean clothes from the gym, and got him started on a shower. Jim Bob then headed to the kitchen to let Mary Alice know where he was. As soon as he was near the kitchen, he could hear two female voices laughing loudly, accompanied by the sounds of food preparation. Jim Bob plastered a smile on his face and walked through the double swinging doors. Both ladies turned at his entrance. Sister pointed at him with a wooden spoon. Beware the smile, Mary Alice. Either he's in trouble or up to something. Where you been, Jim Bob? Sister wiped her hands on her apron front. He cleared his throat nervously and tried to look squarely at them both. Found a possum in the dumpster. Had to take care of it. Sister chuckled out loud. Well, you're a good man, Jim Bob. Do him good to go to church once in a while. Burn those clothes or bag them before you throw them in the dumpster. That derelict always uses my dumpster as a shelter from the rain. Make sure he stays for the social so he gets at least one decent meal this week. Sister finished and went back to stacking finished biscuits on a platter. Mary Alice gave Jim Bob a confused and weak smile before turning back to helping Sister with the biscuits. I'm going to go check on him and bag up those clothes. See y'all in church. He turned on his heels and headed for the showers in the gym. Possum was dressed and sitting in the gym bleachers when Jim Bob walked in. Students from the Sunday school classes that met in the gym rooms were beginning to file out and walk toward the church sanctuary. Come on, Possum, let's go get a seat in the sanctuary. Jim Bob waved a hand for Possum to follow, and he got up and joined Jim Bob as they exited the gym. Missy, Prissy, Lily, and Freddie were sitting with the youth group in the front right of the sanctuary. Jim Bob didn't see Mary Alice, so he and Possum took a seat on the back row. Jim Bob leaned toward Possum and sniffed. Did you use soap, Possum? Stop it, Jim Bob. You know Dunn did. Possum crossed his arms and stared toward the front of the church. It wasn't long before Mary Alice's sister joined them on the back row, and the service began. Toward the end of the service, Mary Alice's sister rose and left through the back door of the sanctuary, presumably headed to the kitchen to prepare for the social, Jim Bob assumed. He elbowed Possum awake from a sound sleep and waved him to follow as they headed for the kitchen also. The food line was stocked with barbecue, slaw, biscuits, cornbread, and potato salad. The dessert table was loaded with pies, cakes, and various other types of desserts. Once everybody seemed to have filed in from the sanctuary, Jimmy produced a microphone and began the social. Thank you everyone who prepared food and desserts. Thank you most Smoky Toes for donating the barbecue. And thank you, Sister and Mary Alice, for the biscuits and cornbread. Jimmy paused and looked at each person as he thanked them for their contribution. 
He then cleared his throat and looked in the direction of Tubbs and Annie. Tubbs, we would be honored if you would bless the food. Jimmy seemed to choke up at the thought he wouldn't be able to call on Tubbs someday for prayer. With the prayer finished, the social commenced. Out of habit and consideration, the Owens family waited until everyone had fixed their plates and sat down to eat. The Owens girls led off, followed by Freddie and Jim Bob last. Mary Alice met Freddie and Jim Bob at the end of the food line and pulled them aside. She gave a conspiratorial look around the room and then spoke to them in a whisper. You two take your plates into the kitchen to eat. There's something for you in the small fridge. You can thank sister somehow later. Mary Alice turned with her plate of food and headed toward a table to eat. Jim Bob grinned at Freddie and signaled with a headway for Freddie to follow him to the kitchen. Freddie followed, whispering loudly to his father, You know what it is, don't you? Jim Bob sat his plate down on the large stainless steel work table and turned to the small fridge. He grinned to himself and pulled the door open. It was like Christmas morning as a kid. Two dozen deviled eggs, Mary Alice called them angel eggs, sat on trays in the fridge. Pieces of jalapeno were visible in the egg filling, and a folded note stood like a tent on one of the trays. Jim Bob pulled them out and placed them on the work table, unfolding the note and beginning to read. My friend, you have done well for yourself. I know God has been involved in your life because your mom and I kept him aware of where you were and what you should be doing. Enjoy the eggs. Save some for your girls. One tray has jalapenos and one doesn't. Love, sister. Jim Bob had eaten his second one before he thought to tell Freddie to help himself. They were generous enough to limit themselves to three each before snapping the lids back in place and diving into their barbecue and other stuff. Time seemed to fly as they stuffed themselves with a little small talk. At some point, they both felt watched and turned to find Sister, Mary Alice, and the three Owens girls with hands on their hips staring at them from the fellowship hall door. Freddie smiled weakly and waved, Hey, Mom! Jim Bob shyly waved and stacked the two containers of eggs in preparation for leaving. He reached under the counter and snagged a trash bag and placed his and Freddie's plates in it. Time to clean up? Sister chuckled and waved back at them. Kitchen's clean and Jimmy has the youth group cleaning up the fellowship hall. Y'all head home. We'll see you next Sunday. As Sister moved to head out the back door of the kitchen, Jim Bob stood in front of her and stopped her. Simultaneously, they hugged each other, separated, and Sister continued out the back door. The entire Owens family soon followed. Freddie joined Mary Alice in the family car, opening the door for her as his father would expect. The three girls joined Jim Bob and the Impala. Lily was the first to call shotgun, so she sat in the front seat with her dad.